Motherhood. It doesn't look the same for any of us. But you know what? All of us are carrying around our own stuff, guys. Whether it's helping your children with autism and anxiety or living with chronic illnesses, surviving from abuse in all of its forms, or feeling just depressed and yucky in your life, girl, I've got you. We're going to talk about all those things, but we're going to talk about some other stuff too, like fun and nerdy things, historical costuming or sewing, minimalism, hair and makeup, gaming, DIY projects, motherhood, friendhood, is that even a word, and homeschooling. But mostly, you are going to see Jesus in the ordinary, everyday life. You are going to realize that you are an important and beautiful creation. So, let's get to it. Welcome back. This is Shannon Early, the hostess of the Nesting with the Early Birds podcast. And today you're in for a special treat because I'm going to let my nerd flag fly. Let me tell you what. You guys have heard in the tagline intro opener, all of you that have listened to my gajillion episodes, how I was going to talk about gaming or nerdy things. Well, today is the day, baby. I've kind of been keeping it hidden because it's like maybe you aren't interested. But listen, It's kind of a big part of my life and what makes me who I am. And so I'm going to share a game with you that might be a little gasp, not cool with some Christians. I'm sorry in advance, guys. There is a game that is very dear and special to my heart known as Dungeons and Dragons. There's also a new updated version called Pathfinders. Similar makers, similar story design, a little bit different situation. So for those of you that don't know, you might have seen little like episodes and shows and stuff where there's these nerds sitting around a table and they're playing Dungeons and Dragons and they look ridiculous. And you know what? Honestly, it's pretty true. <laughs> the people that sit around my table are just lovely people. They're like onions. They've got a lot of layers. And I love these people because generally gamers, especially the people that play what's called a pencil and paper game, pencil and paper means it's not online, it's not on a computer, you're doing it right there with each other, with your hands. The people that play these kinds of games tend to be normally just a little bit, let's just say not typical. They're not your average Joe, if if I can put it like that. They might be the person that you might see wearing like a wolf t-shirt, or sometimes it's the person that just really loves metal music, like me. Or maybe it's somebody that, you know, has a bunch of like Hello Kitty wear, and they like to dress in like a Japanese Harajuku style or something. It's generally people that are a little bit off the cusp, and those are my most favorite people in the world. If you don't know anybody like that, you better get out there and meet them because they are just amazing and brilliant. And they've got so many, like I said, layers. You just have no idea all the different interests that we nerds can have. So just to explain a little bit about the game, basically there's somebody called a dungeon master or a DM. And a DM is the storyteller. The whole job of the DM is to make sure that all the rules are being followed in the game, but they also have so much backstory work where they need to figure out, okay, if the characters choose to go on this quest, but they choose to go east, I need to plan for this. If they go west, I need to plan for this. They need to make all these encounters. They need to make what are called uh, NPC characters, which means non-playing characters. These are characters that like, let's say 
you are on a little quest, do, 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 and you go into a pub or like a tavern, if you will, it would be like the wench that's like, what can I get you? You want a beer or something like that? That would be an NPC, okay? It's somebody that's not integral to the game. But anyways, a dungeon master is in charge of making up all the characters that you see, all the people you have to fight, all the scenarios that you face. And I'll tell you this, even though I'm a very inexperienced player, my most favorite role is to be the dungeon master. As I'm sure you can tell, since I'm a podcaster, I love telling stories. And so it is my most favorite thing. Um, It can be pretty awkward because I get like super into it. Like I'm talking, I'll use wax to make like wax scrolls and I'll do like weird elvish sounding speech and I'll put like candles on and music and it's just ridiculous and everyone that comes they know it's ridiculous but they also love it because you kind of feel embarrassed how much you love it because you're like in your 30s and you you feel like you're playing a kid game. (laughs) Guys, the unthinkable happened while I was recording this episode. My microphone broke. Not just that, I tried plugging in a different microphone. None of them are working, so I really apologize for the change in sound quality. I know that can be really frustrating as a listener. Anyways, here we go again, guys. So we were talking about being 30 and loving Dungeons & Dragons. I'm actually 35, so I don't know if that's... I guess I'm closer to 40 now. Gross. I know. Ew. Um, My husband's almost 40, by the way. This is just bananas. You know how you get older, but you still feel like you're a 14-year-old, but you've got, like, a lot of responsibility and bills? That's basically uh, what I'm talking about. So, let's continue with Dungeons & Dragons. Okay, so we've talked about the Dungeon Master. That's the guy that has all the different rules, tells the different storyline, and we talked about NPC characters, the non-playing characters. So, I hit a little bit about the storyline and the plot, but what's really cool about Dungeons & Dragons well, or Pathfinder or games like that, as the dungeon master or the storyteller, you can pick whatever time period you want it to be in. So you can even do something like, we're going to do a colonial period, revolutionary war, you know, pen and paper game. If that's what you wanted to do, you can do that. I, for one, love fantasy. So, you know, Game of Thrones, things like that, Harry Potter, put all that in there, put it into one big game. That's what I love. So basically... All the beasts that you could ever imagine that would be in some sort of fantasy story like that, like griffins or centaurs, or maybe you have some kind of chimera, you know, three-headed dragon situation, mermaids, you know, satyrs, all the different kinds of people um, and things. Unicorns, definitely a unicorn. So I'm a fantasy kind of guy, but my husband, on the other hand, he is a sci-fi guy. So he might, you know, have a game that takes place in the future and it's something to do with like biomechanical warriors and they have these, you know, ray guns and this crazy high powered tech that does all these different things. So it really just depends on who you play with and what their style is and what the game that you pick, you know, what it goes to. That's how you pick your gaming style, basically. And once you're in it more often, you'll see like different dungeon masters have a way that they like to play. Some of them really are into like, let's do battle, battle, battle. Some are more like me where they want to have a lot of backstory and character chatting or whatever. And some are very much like they just go by the book. They don't really add any flowery, flourishing situation onto it. They're like, these are the rules. This is what the book says. This is how I'm going to do it. So, you know, however you do it, it's still fine. Just do it. Like, just play the game. It's so much fun. 
So not only that, you know, we got the sci-fi, the fantasy, different element going on there. You can pick the time period, like I said. I mean, you can go into detail about, like, what the character's wearing. I, for one, uh, love character building. And you actually, as a player yourself, you get to build your character. And it's really, really fun. There's all these different classes of characters and different races of characters. And when I say race, it's like the human race. And then there's like the elfish, the elf race. So it's not like skin color race. It's like completely different, you know, humanoid beings, basically. And then the class of the character, that's basically your character's job and what they're good at. So a class of a character might be like a sorceress and she can cast spells that do either, you know, fire damage or whatever. And then there's a something that's called a cleric. That's basically like a sorcerer, except all their powers are used for healing and they're very religious. And then there's people that are called paladins and they are these brave knights that always stay true to the code no matter what. And they're completely morally upright. And it can be really hard to play as a paladin, by the way, because a lot of the times you need to make decisions that are kind of in the gray area of good and bad. And a paladin, you have to always choose good. And then obviously there's people like rogues. Those are the people that are like really good at creeping in the dark and they have a dagger and they wear a cloak, you know, rangers. They're the people that have a bow and arrow. They shoot from far away, but they're also really good at knowing the land and the terrain around them. They're really good at hunting and setting traps, that kind of thing. So there's much, much, (laughs) there's way more people. Like, I mean, for instance, one of the races is a barbarian. You know what I'm saying? But it's not a bar. I'm sorry. It's like an orc, basically. Yeah, it's like... Sorry, I have mom brain right now and I'm trying I'm just getting so excited about telling you everything about Dungeons and Dragons that my brain is basically like just throwing it up everywhere. So, I'm sorry. I even wrote down how I was going to say it, you know, in what order and everything. Just forget that order. That order's done. Just I should just pretend I never wrote it down cuz that's not even helping anymore. Okay. So, we got the characters. Now, <laughs> The way that you actually make your character do something, since you don't have a paddle, you know, you're not playing on a phone, you're not playing on the PlayStation, is actually your imagination. So you will use your imagination and say what you would like your character to do. Let me give you a little a little scenario, okay? I might say, you walk into an empty room. The walls are stone and covered in moss. It looks like nobody has been in there for centuries. But as you look further, you notice that there is a decrepit, crumbling, treasure-looking box in the corner of the room. What do you do? So, boom. Okay, the scenario is laid out. Well, now your person has to decide, am I going to just go run to the treasure box? Mm, You're dead. You're dead because there was a trap. Okay? So then it might be like, okay... Is my person going to look for traps? Is my person going to look for another exit? My person needs to sense if there's demonic energy. My person needs to sense if there's people nearby. My person needs to sense if there's runes on it, some kind of special spell cast on it. And all the different people in the party all have these different abilities to work together to figure it out. So let's say you make up, okay, my character is going to see if there's a trap on the floor. All right. Well, Shannon, the dungeon master, knows for sure there are three traps in that room, depending on which square you land on. 
I can't tell you that. Unless you roll a certain number on your dice. And this is where a nerd saying will come in handy for you to put right in your little brain stems. There is a 20-sided dice. 20-sided die? I think dice is actually the singular. There's a 20-sided dice, numbers 1 through 20. You roll the dice, and depending on what you roll, whatever the number is, is the outcome of the situation. So pretend I have a trap, and it's like, it's a really difficult trap to find. And so you have to roll a 14 or higher. Well, your odds of rolling a 14 or higher are pretty low. You roll the dice. Let's say you land on a 20. Boom! It's called a critical roll, a critical hit. But if you want to be really cool, it's called rolling a crit. (laughs) So you can roll a crit on them jams and undo all those traps or at least figure out that they're there. So that's rolling a 20. Uh, Rolling a 20 means no matter what, automatically the thing will happen, but also something really exciting and fun happens. So like, let's say you roll a 19. Okay, boom, you automatically, you know, the thing's going to happen. But if you roll a 20, I might say, oh, because you rolled a 20, there's actually, not only do you open the treasure chest and find all of these gems and healing potions and gold and armor, but you actually find a special piece of enchanted armor. And if you wear this breastplate, then no evil, you know, forces can ever attack you. Something crazy like that. So that's, it's so much fun to roll a 20. Like everybody wants to roll a 20. Um, Another word for the dice is called a D20 because it's a 20 sided die. So just put that in your little noggins. You've now learned there's more than one type of dice in the world. Can you believe it? And you thought it was just Monopoly, girl. No, there's a 20 sided dice out there, bae. There's actually entire dice sets, but we're not going to go into that. That's like a whole I could do a whole episode. I'm like, this is what a D4 does. And this is what a D8 does. Like, no, we're not going to do that. Okay. So there's all these different things that you can do as characters. But the most fun part is working together to figure out how do I do it? And I say work together, but really there's a lot of arguing. Sometimes people take it like super personally and get really defensive. They don't want to hear anything that you have to say. Some people just want to fight and they never want to search or explore or loot or talk to people. They just want to fight. And those people on the team are super annoying. I'm talking to all of you people that all you want to do is fight in the game. Like, let people get some backstory work done. Okay? Like, let me loot the dang room. Um, Anyways, (laughs) so there's people that will just want to fight. Then there's people that are like, they want to avoid conflict at all costs. And that can be kind of frustrating too. Cause you're like, yo, we got to move the story forward. Like it's really hard as a dungeon master to think of 400 people in this town and give them all a different voice and a different name and a different backstory. So like, if you could just move on, that would be really great. <laughs> um, then there's the people where they say they're going to come, you set it up and you make it so that your guild G-U-I-L-D, a guild is like the group of travelers on a quest. You say that your guild will have six people in it. And then there's the people that basically never show up. They just don't show up. They promise it. And then they're like, peace. Like, obviously their promise means nothing. It means nothing. They are not a paladin. Then there's the people that basically they just want to drink alcohol the whole time. So they come to your house or whatever to play the game and they're on time. And they're like generally pretty awesome people. And then they pull out their alcohol, and then when the game starts, they're too wasted to really play the game. Also very frustrating. Please imbibe in your beverages with 
some class, okay? Like, we're playing a game. You don't have to get sloshed face. Be respectful to the people around you. Save it for after the game, okay? Uh, then there's the people that are come that are, like, super intense into it. Like, they know the rules back and forth, up and down. And even though it can be great, sometimes it's like, why are you not a dungeon master? Because you're correcting every single thing I say. <laughs> so we've got the people that are, like, really anal and, like, super into it. And then you may lastly have someone that is just, like, a mom who's never done it before, who's just, like, super gung-ho, ready to roll, has no idea what to do, and it's their first time or something, and they have such a great time. So there's all these different kinds of people. Generally, the people that do play want to be there for some reason. I don't think I've ever played Dungeons and Dragons with somebody that really rather not be there or is like super embarrassed about it or anything like that. So if you find a group of people, boom. And as a matter of fact, it's kind of neat near where I live in Richmond, Virginia, there's this place called, um, sorry, it was called FTW Games, which FTW means for the win. It was called FTW, but now I think it's called Battlegrounds. Actually, yeah, Battlegrounds on Midlothian Turnpike. And it's awesome because they have this thing where every weekday, I don't know which day it is, but you can come in and you get to play Dungeons and Dragons. You just get to come on in and there's somebody there that's a dungeon master. You get to roll up, you pick your character, and you just get to play. And it's really fun for people that just want to like, you know, maybe they don't have a commitment to doing it every single week on a, you know, permanent rotation basis. Because these games can take like years, guys. Not even kidding. It's not like you fin you'll never finish the game in one night, just so you know. And things like leveling up your character, that takes eons. Like, you start as a character that basically can't even walk. And to get to be the character that, like, really casts the really cool spells and stuff, you basically have to play your game for at least six months. So <laughs> it sounds crazy, but it really is fun, guys. Like, it's a really big time for fellowship, getting to be with friends, getting to hang out with people. It's a good time to test your creative skills and, you know, opening up that imaginative side of your brain can be kind of hard sometimes, especially as you get older, you know, you're an adult. Sure, you might play games like, oh, hi, baby, is that a ducky in your ear? <laughs> Whatever, with your kids, but you're not really playing games like, my name is Thelonious, and I shall break forth through the wall, you know. Um, but it's really great because it gets to open up this whole new side of you, you know? You get to play, basically, as an adult. You're playing. And it can just be real fun to see what your friends or your companions do, just to see how silly they're willing to be or how far into it they're willing to go, like how deep into the character they might get. It's just really, really fun. So if you have any more questions about Dungeons & Dragons, feel free to email me at nestingwiththeearlybirds at gmail.com. Other than that, guys, this episode is over. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you guys got to enjoy hearing a little bit more about what Dungeons & Dragons really is. Maybe it even got rid of some kind of like preconceived notion that you had where, I don't know, maybe you thought it was an evil game. It's not an evil game. It's fine. Uh, so anyways, I'm really glad that you took the time to come and listen. And you can check me out at Facebook slash Nesting with the Early Birds. Remember to follow my podcast. If you review, that would be really cool if you left a review because then people would be able to find me much better. And lastly, guys, I do want you to remember, God totally loves you all the time.